Hey everybody, it's episode 333. It's a rapid recharge. This is Design Recharge. I'm your host, Diane Gibbs. And a rapid recharge means supposedly that it will be a quick little recharge hopefully to get you on your way. First, I just want to let you know that we had four winners for Love on Designers. They have all been, and I will be posting um, I will be posting something from their Instagram so that they see that they won. I mean, I've already contacted all of them. So I'm excited. They will be getting the package, and I will video what the stuff is because it's a bunch of my favorite tools and um, some fun stuff, hopefully. So Taylor's here. She gets one. So I'm excited to have, um, to send those out. I'll get those out probably Saturday. All right. So I uh, made a very short slide deck for this, but it's really for me to remind myself what we're talking about. So I'm going to go ahead and jump to it really quick because today we're talking about, so it's a three-part series. Hey, Patricia. Um, hey, John. Um, it is a three-part series about believing. And so last week it was, uh, whatever, jury duty, which thankfully I did get out of, <coughs> but I did have to go for, anyway, I was doing my duty. I would have been happy to do it. I didn't realize with federal court, it was a whole month you had to give up. Like, hmm, so that's a lot to give up. Hey, a bunch of people are here now. Thank you guys. Um, all right. So, um, last week, whatever, the last one you heard was about believing who are you believing in? Like who, what teachers or thought leaders or things like that. This week is about believing in yourself. And next week is about believing in your customers and what you're telling your customers. Um, Naomi, good to see you. Anyway, man, we're having everybody. Amy, good to see you. All right. So <coughs> sorry about the coughing. I made an appointment. All right. So let me go to this deck really fast. Because you're all like, kitty litter, uh, believing in yourself. I don't get it. I think you guys can see this, right? So this whole thing is about believing in yourself. And the reason is because sometimes I really struggle with this. I think other people struggle with this. Some people, we talk about uh, imposter syndrome. Um, and it's real. It's absolutely real. Hey, Liz, good to see you. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was if you don't really know the things that you believe value-wise for yourself, it may mess up the rest of the things that you do. It's the people you align with or the, the things you align yourself to. So it's less about imposter syndrome, this talk. It's more about um, what things you value and really being um, not necessarily negative self-talk, but really a lot about the some positive self-talk that you tell yourself. I have never met a cat that was scared. I mean, I'm sure there are, but my dog is scared. More of a scaredy cat than any of my cats are. My cats are pretty bold. Now they get, they get jumpy, I guess, you know, but they're not scared. And I love this. This is like in the middle of the pounce, like they're about to catch whatever is on the screen, right? And you can see his tail is up. He is in a crouch ready to pounce. And that's what I, I just, this is something I think we're good at. We are ready as a designer. You kind of have to have this. If this is not innate with you being able to shift and adjust. So you've got to claim that like, you know what, when life throws a hard ball, 
I can hit it. Like I am not going to crumble at the plate because, you know, a ball, uh, they threw a ball and it hit you in the arm and you get to walk to first, you know, it's like, it's just, you take what is given and you do the very best you can with it. And so it's like, this cat is inside, not probably hunting that much, but look, he's still hunting, right? Or she, I think it's probably a she, I mean, got more than three colors. So that's supposed to be the, the thought anyway. And I, I would never have thought of myself as like this crazy cat lady, but I guess, I mean, I have three cats, a chicken and a dog, you know, like anyway, it's a lot. It's a lot of poop um, to clean up, to be honest. But, um, you know, sometimes I feel like we have to get permission. Permission for me, one of the things, Demi, if you read the, your email, I was talking about future work. And Demi's, um, and I'll link it up in the chat or in the uh, stuff below. Demi talked about doing, taking time each week to do future work. And that could be learning. That could be um, anything of that dreaming or that the stuff that is revenue tomorrow, I'm calling it future work. Um, uh, but really that's what it is. It's marketing. It's all the things that you do that are going to help you get to where you need to get. And sometimes it's just that you need to think and really do the hard work. And so I've been hitting a lot of walls recently because I am, um, I'm not overbooking myself, which is great, but this is also scary to me. And, but I'm fine. I have enough money. Like I'm not worried, but usually I just fill, fill, fill because it's more comfortable to continue doing the things that I've been doing, but it leaves me at a plateau, right? You continue to do the same things at the gym because you know how to do that or you know how to use that machine or or your muscles are equipped to run that far well what happens when you start pushing or doing a different machine it hurts right you are stretching muscle uh, and you're breaking things down that's how muscles work well it's the same way i believe in our brain granted i am no uh brain person hey will i can't believe you're here um anyway i'm glad you're here I'm going to get to it, <clears throat> but our brain, so the muscles break down, right? And, but then they get stronger because we're building new connections and things like that. So think about it like this. You are giving yourself permission to do the future work. It's not something you, it is something you have to need, you need to do. And so I think, think for me, I am forcing myself into this and it is very uncomfortable. So it is a blocked out time, but it is for the deep dive. It's not just for learning. It's for me doing some of these harder thinking things. And some of the books I've been reading have really been pushing me. I'm reading a book called E-Myth and it talks about there's three people inside of you. There's the, hey, Amy, there is the um, entrepreneur. There is the, it's a really good book. Um, there's an entrepreneur, there's a manager, and then there's a technician. And I think sometimes I just want to fall back into the technician because it's easier. And the manager has to be really organized. And, and I sometimes don't like to have that conversation with the manager. And the manager 
is going to help me get my stuff together, but they're really going to not be happy because I haven't kept it together. But I think, you know, just as much as needing permission, you have to give it to yourself. Um, so I loved this. I was just writing the other day and I wrote, sometimes I can't even read my handwriting and I wrote forget, but I couldn't really see it. The T and I was like, Oh, you know, these are two opposites. Do we forge through or do we just forget about it? It's too hard to break it down. But then I think about being like the beaver and they don't, forget about any tree they just forge through or they work as a team they don't give up they just keep going because they have heard that call of the water and they have to do it and so for me i've thought about okay well it's not so much about money i know that one of my core values and this is about believing in myself is and you know i think there was something i don't think i wrote it down um but it was about um what does it take? How do you measure your, you know, success? And are you measuring it in money or how do you measure impact? You know, really not just followers or whatever, but like that your life is making an impact on other people. And for me, it's if I can make money, my clients better be able to make money. And I don't feel successful until they make money. Same thing with my students. If my students don't have a job, then they're not making money and I don't feel successful yet. So to me, it's, I need to continue to forge. And a forge, you know, a, in metal smithing, not that I know a ton, but my husband does this. So, you know, you have to put it in and pull it out and pull it in and pull it out um, because it has to get really hot and then it needs to get cool. Sometimes even dunking it in, in the water. And I think about the beaver uh, again, because they are so, they're able to move so freely in the water, but they have these little T-Rex arms and they're not very good on land, but they have to go on land. So they go land to water, land to water, just like the forge. And that's what gets us stronger. And what that is, is failing over and over and over again. And it's not that it's failing. It's just that you're continuing to build. And I, I just really I love the beaver. I mean, I told my kids about the beaver the other day and this girl in my class laughed at me. And I was like, hmm, it really hurt my feelings because the beaver's really important to me. I guess it's just, there's so much in life that you just need to harness your inner beaver and just continue and just push through, you know? Okay. So here's where we get to kitty litter. I was, I scoop the poop every morning. And, uh, so I'm, I'm thinking who made kitty litter? And I love curiosity, right? So I, I think about, did I show, so the, I think this is the only image that I could find was no, I think this is maybe Unsplash. Um, I even looked on Envato, uh, um, whatever it's called, Envato, the subscription thing, which is amazing, by the way, Envato Elements. I have a, a subscriber. I'll tell y'all about that later. But I could only find one kitty litter, but think about it. Litter for a kid. If you say kitty litter, it's like a group of kittens, right? Why do we call it litter? I don't, I don't know that answer yet, but that's where my brain went. Um, 
you know, when they're really little, you just use whatever you have, right? And this cat is like, I know how to go in the box. Like, can't you see him saying that to you? If you're not, if you're not watching this, um, this is a really, like, looks like a really kind of pissed off kitten. Like, I'd like to be here alone doing my business. Um, so, but they used to use things for kitty litter. People would have cats in their house, but there was a lot of problems with odor. They would do whatever they can. They would use sawdust. They would use um, dirt. Sometimes people would, but there was nothing um, commercial that was out there until the 50s. And it was, I think, late 50s. I can't remember the date. I didn't commit that to memory. Hey, Paul. Um, so I... And I didn't, if I didn't say hey to Michael Fonville, hey, Michael, I'm glad you're here. Hey, Doc, I see you too. Um, so Edward Lowe was the inventor, and it was an accidental invention, meaning he was uh, giving you the, his company made these pellets, these clay pellets. And hey, Jane, um, these clay pellets were used to absorb grease. So think about them in more of a commercial sense. They would sell them. I don't know if it was a commercial sense. I'm just sort of making that up. But you know, like we are creatives. So that's the story. It makes sense to me. I don't imagine them going to house to house to clean up grease. Doesn't make sense really. Hey, Anne. Um, so the, <coughs> sorry. This is still the same cough I've had since November, but I'm going to the doctor just so you know. I don't have coronavirus. Um, but praying for all those people who do and all of us who don't want it. Um, so kitty litter. So he, his neighbor, I don't remember what her name is either, but it's in the, it, I sent you a link to the thing. And if you want to go read it, it's if you go to rechargingyou.com slash 333, you'll be able to click and read that as well. But Anyway, she came up to him. She wanted to buy some sawdust because his company also made sawdust. Well, they also baked these clay things, um, little pellets. And so he said, well, they're supposed to be or absorbing um, and they're odor fighters. So he said, why don't you try this? And she did and she loved it and she wanted some more. So he did not have a cat that he wanted. You know, that was like my hope that, oh, he just loved his cat so much and he wanted to bring him inside. Or I was thinking, well, maybe the cat was sick and he had to bring it inside and it didn't, you know, I was having this whole story in my head because that's what we do, right? Because we're creatives. We tell these stories, these crazy stories about all the things, the reasons why somebody would invent kitty litter. Well, it was just his neighbor loved cats, right? So he goes and then he gets 10. He fills up five pound or whatever pound bags and he said he just puts some branding on it and he takes them to the pet store and he gives them 10 bags and he sells them for 65 cents or 65 cents a pound I can't remember but they were like oh nobody's gonna pay for this anyway they sold out like in no time well then later in the 60s or something he rebranded it for not only uh, pet stores. Now he had another brand, same company, same company was uh, making these pellets, but they, one now was going to be targeting just grocery stores. So think about it. Think about our skills. It's the same skills, right? Our skills. What if we have these skills, but then we just go to another market and do that same thing, but maybe it's not. There was somebody on a Facebook group chat and they were like, well, I've kind of 
you know, gone into like this tiny little hole of what I can do. And I've heard this before from other people. Some of my friends even say this. They're like, well, now all I know how to do this, I don't have a marketable skill. But actually you do. You know how to solve a problem. And you've got to look at it from a, a wider view. And that's, this is the part I loved about Kitty Litter. It wasn't the story of he loved his cats. It was that, you know, I mean, this is the thing about cats. They like to go in there, right? It's, it's uh, awesome. So this guy beta tested it. That was what he did with the 10 bags. So why aren't we beta testing some of our ideas before we spend a ton of money or investing in a whole new website or something like this, right? Why don't we beta test it with some of our friends who might want the skill, right? I think Brian White, you're here now. He does this all the time. He makes things, he figures things out, and then he says, hey, I wonder if this will work. Hey, Rachel, I'm glad you're here too. So you guys need to meet at Creative South, just so you know, uh, Brian and Rachel. All right, here we go. Last one. Oh, well, we don't care about that one. So I'm going to go back to the me thing. Okay, so I want to talk about... Um, you need to have give yourself permission to just spend the time doing the hard work. I'm still in the middle of, I'm not really sure why I am um, avoiding. Um, I think it's a fear of success. Um, I realize that I feel successful when other people are making money. So that's tied really, really deeply into my values. Um, so that now, I didn't realize that before, but I think about that with, with partnerships or with the things I'm doing with coaching, with the power station or the things that I'm, I'm doing with school. I want even my clients, you know, I, I want them to be able to make money and I want them to be successful not just because they come back to me, but because I want to see their dream lived out. So for me, maybe I don't spend enough time dreaming or doing that future uh, or revenue tomorrow as Demi calls it. So I think about, do we need permission for what? For what are you trying to get permission to do? Um, maybe it's loving yourself. Maybe it's loving your work. Um, maybe it's just believing in yourself. I also think I you know, we all have to do things we don't like, right? There's no, not one person, maybe a king, I would think they wouldn't like everything they have to do either, probably even more than we do. But like, I don't really like unloading the dishwasher. I really don't like folding clothes. But now I try to do it in like a two minute time span. I set the clock on the microwave and I see how fast I can get it done. My husband does not do it. He doesn't want to do it and it really frustrates me. But instead of being frustrated at him, I'm like, okay, I know he's not. I'm not going to try to change him. So what I'm going to do is change me. And so I am giving my perself, my perself permission. What? Myself permission to gamify it and get it done in two minutes. My goodness, who doesn't have two minutes to unload the dishwasher, right? So I think about accidental inventions. What are the things that we are either making stories up about that are these crazy stories about why we think something came up? Or are we even curious enough to even think about these things? Like, let's be curious. Let's um, create this curiosity wave and just share these things. Because when we start thinking about other people and solving 
that's when we're able to solve some of our deep issues as well, I think. So I just, I don't know where I was going with a litter of kitties, but then kitty litter. So I still don't know why it was named that. Like, I don't really get it, but I will be looking that up. So I want you to forge, not forget. I want you to beta test things, ideas, and not just with your friends, but maybe just out in the world, like, like Edward Lowe did with the pet store. Even though the pet store did not believe in him, he knew his neighbor would go to the pet store and buy it, right? Um, and it was very niche. The idea that you have a non-marketable skill because you have niched so far down and you know how to do something specifically on Squarespace or something specifically in After Effects or something specifically in blah, blah, blah right? You, you need to step back and say, you know what? But what that means is that I can dig in to somebody's platform and figure it out in a not that long of a time. And I understand it enough to become an expert at that thing. That's what you're good at. You're good. You're what we do. Gerd, you're good. You're good at figuring things out. You're good at digging into somebody else's process and seeing how it can work. And that's what I loved about Edward Lowe, right? He was making these pellets. And you know why they stopped? So these were baked, right? These pellets, which I think is just interesting, right? So that, but it didn't clump. If you have a cat, you know what I mean, right? Um, you want it to clump. Well, what they did was if they just dried them. So it took a little bit longer, but if you let them air dry, I guess, again, I didn't read the, didn't dig that far, but they said dried instead of baked. The dried ones clumped. So it's, again, it could have been an accidental invention, just like I think my favorite Cheez-Its, right? The toasty Cheez-Its. Hopefully you guys read that email. If not, it is hilarious. It was long ago. I made up a story about Joe at the Cheez-It factory because that's what we do, right? Um, okay, so I want you to see your value. Doc, this is specifically for you and anybody else who's like this, I think. But we need to see our value, not our sale price. Um, we need to see what we are able to offer. And I think about this when I tell students to think about, or it, you know, not even students, if I was talking to somebody yesterday who's looking for a job and they need, you need to be able to talk to your clients about what this, how this is going to be able to make, increase their revenue. And it's not just hiring me. Hey mom, it's that you are hiring, um, you're investing in your company and this part to get the word out. And you're investing in marketing in this. Figure out the problem they have and how you can solve it. Absolutely. You know why Naomi does that? Because Naomi is a story brand expert and you can hire her to help you with your stuff. And I love, um, uh, uh, she, can, she can put her information in the chat and then you can hire Naomi. She's been through the training. So uh, Demi says, well, this Ed Lowe fella had someone come to him and ask for something that he sold. That's what we're all about. Put ourselves out there. Here's the thing though, Demi, she came wanting sawdust. So how many times does a customer come to us, right? And they say, oh, well, I need some, I need a website, but you know, they don't need a website. They really need branding and maybe some social media 
help first and then a website or they need help with their product. Their product, it looks like generic, schmeric, right? And you need, they need to package it better. And that maybe you need to be that guide and say, hey, why don't you try this? So, and, and look at it like it's a partnership. Like let's, let's work on this. If you make this, then, you know, then we'll come back. Then let's do these next steps. I think sometimes we want people to spend $15,000 on something, but they, and the, but the people we're talking to can't, don't have that money. We need to get to the place where those people with $15,000 are. But a lot of times what happens is that the 15,000 people aren't really who we want to, to deal with. We want the, these little people, um, or beginning people, not little, nobody's, I mean, I'm a little, but you know what I mean? These people to be able to spend the big money, but they're not, they, they can't. And sometimes these, the people who can, they don't want to hire somebody because they don't, they don't know if we can do it. Sometimes they do. Thank you, Naomi. Okay. So I want you to know what your value is. I don't want you to think of yourself as always on sale. You're actually a commodity because the way you solve problems is different than anybody else. And Demi, I think that's a whole other thing is about how do we get ourselves out there? And, and I think that's what next week is what we're going to talk about is believing in your customer enough to go commit some time and effort in something that's outside of design and inside that other industry. And again, you don't have to commit to only one industry, but you have to commit to the thing. So for me, I'm going to do websites. I don't want to just do dentist websites, right? I don't, I don't want to do dentist websites all the time. All right. So I think about this. I want you to answer this question for you. Um, uh, what are you avoiding? If you're talking about future work or uh, revenue tomorrow, why are you avoiding blank? What, what is it? And I don't know what it is for you. I don't know exactly what it is for me. I know I'm getting closer to it, but it comes in conversations. And so I just don't want you to give up on that, but I want you to spend some time. And what has happened is I'm, I'm reading and then I'm writing. And then um, I'm kind of like re, if I'm, if I hear something that I'm trying to write and, and then I'm having conversations with people because I want to make sure that I'm talking about the things that I'm having trouble figuring out. Um, so what are you avoiding? And then about believing in yourself is that value. What are you not willing to sacrifice? And what is so important? Why? What is so important that you would walk away? So I think about if for me, now I figured out this week that one of my, and I, I've known this, but I've never put it into words about the, both people should be able to make money. I mean, my client, I want them to make money. So I need to be able to be part of that um, assessment at the end. So how are we valuing? We need to ask our clients, how are we valuing if this is successful? Is it impact of lives? Is it, so you're doctors without borders and you're fixing people and you fix 50 people, that's impact of lives, right? Um, uh, so Naomi says another way to put it is what does failure look like for you? And then what does success look like for you? I love that. So for me, 
I'm not willing to sacrifice. I don't want just to make a lot of money. Um, my friend Amy Hassenjager and I were talking. She's like, well, what's the idea? Why, why do you want to do this other thing? And I'm like, well, you know, I was really thinking about it. And just talking to her about it made me realize that I really want other people to make money. And I want to show other creatives that you can make a living doing the things that you want. You're still going to have to do the dishes, right? Somebody still has to unload the dishwasher. It's not that everything is going to be perfect, right? I don't think that there, I think there are a few people who must live that way, but I don't ever envision myself as one of those people, but I, I don't mind doing some of that. I kind of, it's kind of like factory work. Like it's kind of, I love cleaning. I love mowing. It's very therapeutic for me. So I am not willing to sacrifice just making a bunch of money. That feels really inauthentic to me. So that means if, I'm, if, if somebody else in a group of mine is not able to get to their goal or get to um, uh, whatever it is, whether it's monetary or a, a thing that they're trying to make, then I need to up my game and try to be better and um, help them more, spend a little bit more time with them doing that. What are you not willing to sacrifice? So that would be a question I want you to ask yourself. What are you avoiding? And what do you need permission? Who do you, who do you need permission from? Like maybe it's something that I think I always was a kid who wanted praise. I am very praise driven. And so I wanted the approval of my parents. I'm super thankful that my mom is here and she comes and supports me in this way. Um, and my dad, but my dad doesn't watch, but whatever. Yeah, I know he loves me. But like, it, what is it? You know, maybe that's not all that great that I am like that. But I know that I want my clients to like me. And I want to make real relationships. It's not just about the quantity of work or the amount of money. I need enough money, right? I need need enough money to be able to get through. I'm not saying go to Fiverr, right? Not that anything's wrong with Fiverr, but you know, maybe for people starting out, not for me. Um, so what is your faith in yourself based on? I think, um, Brian says everything's wrong with fiber. I'm kind of with you. Maybe for people starting out, I don't know. It is kind of, I'm with you. I just feel, I don't want anybody to sue me, but I guess, you know, I'm not really making money off of this. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. We can, okay. Y'all be against it for me. That sounds great. <laughs> okay. So what is your faith in yourself based on? So I'm, I'm, uh, I've been challenged and I am doing this challenge to read my Bible every morning. And in that I have been doing a lot of digging. I've been able to see things and I read this, the version called the message. And if you guys don't know what it is, people in Bible study make fun of me. I know it's okay. It's, it's another version. It's like a contemporary version of the Bible. Okay. You can't like go to Matthew 6, 22. You kind of have to read like 16 through 30 or something to get 22. It's not like by verses so much. Anyway, but they talked, uh, or they, um, in Acts 4, 32 through 33, beats me which one it is. They talk about the apostles 
like, you know, Jesus's people as upstart. They were the upstart apostles. And I, I just thought, I mean, I knew that Will and Brian would be laughing at me, right? But I think it's so funny that 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 was the word that we use. But we work with upstarts all the time. But how do they get to believe in us? What about us? Do we believe it enough? What kind of faith do we have in ourselves? And I think it's because we've done it before. But this is the biggest lie i think that you we have that's why we feel like imposters because i haven't done exactly this so then you think mm, i can't do it i can't charge that much or i can't but you know what what you have done is you've been able to figure it out you've never um hit something that you couldn't figure out or you stepped away and gave it to somebody else and said i can't i can't do this right so I want you to think about what it is that makes you believe that you can do whatever. Because I think that is what's holding possibly you back. You need to step back and, and say, well, I can do a website. But then what if somebody says, well, can you do this on a website? So I'm learning stuff all the time. My friend Donahue, she has this nice little yellow bar that goes down. Like as your scroll bar, the scroll bar is gone and it's this nice yellow bar. And I'm like, ooh, I want to know. I want to know how do you do that? So I just asked her, can you believe that? That's it. That's all it was as a plugin. You know, but sometimes we just need to ask. And we need to have a network of people that are doing things that are exploring and pushing and doing things that aren't everybody else isn't doing or we're pushing a tool in a new way. And I, I think that that's where it's great that we're together because if we feel comfortable enough to be able to ask each other questions, then we're all going to get better together and, and be able to. Again, I want you to not think about yourself as a sale price because that's the person who doesn't feel like they're valued or mm, I don't know how to do it, but I'll try to figure it out. So I'll give it to you as a sale price. But really the value is like Naomi. Naomi's giving you the strategy. Naomi is telling you what it is about your company we need to be clear about and make sure your message is there. And that is what we all can do, right? To some extent. Um, and we need to be clear for ourselves, it's not about building the house with a screwdriver. It's about knowing how to put one board next to another board. That's what we need to know how to do. And that if you didn't know how to do it, you would figure it out. And I think that designers are amazing at that. And if you walk away from one thing today, that's ho I hope you believe, hey, you know what? When something hits me and it's hard, I'll be able to be okay. Nothing is going to break me. And I think just telling yourself that over and over is really, is really important. So I went to the dentist today. I had two, I had one cavity that was new and I had one old cavity that was like peeling up or something. I don't know. You know, I don't really like going to the dentist and I asked, you know, my jaw is a little hurty actually. So I said, I love, I really like this dentist. He's a new dentist and, but he's different than any dentist I've ever, I've ever met really like his bedside manner it just seems like he's the guy next door you're talking to about your lawnmower like 
he doesn't come across all hoity-toity or he's going to a ball next week or whatever. I mean, like not, he's just real. And I love this about him. So he says, mm, do you not like shots? And I was like, Mm-mm, it's not the shots. It's, it's the dentist. It's, I don't like the dentist. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's that I don't, but then he talked to me. So the whole time I'm getting numb, he's just talking to me. What dentist does that? They walk away and go to another patient. So he values this. And you know what he told me? He said, I think me being a server, like a waiter, a waiter, waitress, whatever. I mean, he was a waiter or whatever, a server, that that was one of the best things because he got to learn how to read people. And I totally believe in that. I totally believe that all of us are going to be better designers if we were servers or if we worked in retail and he had done both. And I think that is what makes him a good dentist. And I said, you know, I think it's because I can't see. I can't see what you're doing. And I like to be able to see what's happening. I'm very visual. All these sounds, you know, I have a very active imagination and it could be like, oh, you're hitting a nerve or, you know, whatever. And it worries me. And so then there's an anxiety attack. And so he didn't necessarily talk to me. He's like, like through the whole, he did talk, but he didn't, he wasn't, it wasn't like he was asking me questions, you know, that I was like, oh, 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 right. He was just talking and by him talking out, he was talking about a problem he had with some, with his kid, you know, and to me, it made him real. So why can't, why can't what we do? It's really hard for me to follow the chat when I'm talking like this. I'm so sorry. So if you feel like I have, you haven't been heard, I'm really sorry. I totally will read it later, but I just think we need to, talk to people, be real, um, share that we have trouble too. I don't think that um, we have to be all perfect. Um, about being an accidental inventor, you just need to not always approach every problem that comes to you in the same way. Um, think about psychology, read more psychology books, watch movies that you wouldn't necessarily watch normally. Watch a documentary or watch something in another language that's about another culture. I think sometimes just seeing something, stepping out of your world will help you with your, your vision of what even an analogy you can make or really helpful in advertising for sure. Um, but we need to tell people what we do. Had Edward Lowe not ever told his neighbor what he did, she would have never asked him for sawdust because they also sold sawdust. They didn't sell kitty litter. They sold sawdust and clay pellets. But because he was willing to try something and not feel like an idiot if it didn't work with his neighbor, right? This is not somebody he's never going to see again. It's not just the pet store that he never has to go in again. He tried it with her because maybe they would tell him honestly. And I think maybe having clients that we are partners with that will tell us, I think is really important. Or contractors. I think that um, Brian and I, we talk pretty real to each other about certain things. Um, I think he would tell me for real if I'd done something that he didn't like, I hope. Um, and then I would adjust so that next time I wouldn't do that. Um, but that's also based on the faith I have in myself that I can figure it out. And it's also like, I know there's things I haven't done great for Brian, like with SEO, like, mm, I'm not so great at that. 
but he's, he now, I either say, I am not going to be able to do that SEO part and he's going to have to do it. Or he says, Hey, Diane, you need to make your images smaller. Don't ever make them bigger than 1920. Right. But then what Brian teaches me, I then can teach my students and I can teach anybody else because then the images won't be so big to load. Right. So, but because he's honest about telling me what I needed to work on, I'm so thankful for you, Brian, um, just so you know. But how, what, how have you handled past situations? If you blow up, man, Brian would never come tell me anything ever again. If I get all hoity-toity about something or my panties in a wad because I got my feelings hurt, you know, like you can't do that. You got to be flexible. So my dentist saying that, you're, uh, that he was able, like it, when stuff happens, you, you weren't planning, that you can roll with it. You are not going to crumble. And I think about the old, it, this is not me. I know you've all heard it, but look, under pressure, you do not break. You become stronger, just like a diamond. And I think that's what we are. As we grow up, it's just the more pressure, it also gets alleviated, but we also start appreciating ourselves more in our uniqueness because when we're younger we don't feel very unique we feel i don't know totally bad unique you know like we'll never fit in kind of kid or maybe that was just me but um anyway that's it not a full hour hopefully <laughs> um uh hopefully you will go out and you will try to one um understand what your faith in yourself is based on and then claim that value and really dig in and think about what you would not sacrifice, what you would walk away from a job and what doesn't feel right. When Amy and I had this conversation about well, why you want to make all these programs and do all these things, you just need more money. And I, I have felt that. I have felt the need to just make more money. I have been in that spot, but I'm not in that spot right now. So it's really important that if I'm making money, you're making money. And to me, it's not about money. It's about lives impacted. So if I'm taken care of, right, they say the $60,000 is, is you're out of poverty. You can live, I mean, maybe not in California, but um, I don't know, maybe the rest of the world, $60,000 would be okay. Maybe not London either. I don't know. You people have, a, it's really expensive over there. But um, $60,000, there's not a lot of uh, joy uh, or happiness gained after about $60,000. The, the happiness factor doesn't go out. I'm just pulling this. There was a, I was listening to a podcast and they talked about 70, maybe it's 75K then. Um, so who do you need permission to do that future work, the revenue tomorrow? Who do you, who, why do you need permission? And if not, then make time. Maybe it's just one hour a week. Maybe it's two hours a week, or maybe it's one half day a week, or maybe it's two half days a week, or maybe it's something that you ease into. You do one thing one week, right? Demi says two hours a day is what you're striving for because if you're not doing the work for tomorrow, you you when tomorrow gets here, there will be no work for you to do. So next week, 
and it is next week. Next week, we are talking about how we are talking to our customers. And I'd love to know if, if you go to rechargingyou.com slash 333, there's places for comments. I would love to have a conversation there. Or if you're on YouTube and you want to have the conversation there, I'd love to continue this, this. So you answer some of these questions. Be bold and answer them online if you have, uh, if you can or if you want to. But I would love how, um, I would love to know what it is that you value about you. And, you know, it may take you a month to really dig into this. And this was something that I had been working on for a while, but me knowing that I want you to make money and I want me to make money, that that's when I feel like it's a win. It never hurts my feelings for people to not, um, I always want people to, to make money. I don't want to take your money. And, and I mean, I hope that you're like that too, but. I think sometimes we're just desperate and we're in that, we just need to, you know, make a logo and make some money. And, and I've been there, but I think, um, mm, as Demi says, don't neglect yourselves. If you don't, sow, you don't reap. So, 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 so I'm just kidding. So S O S O W, right? Not S E W. So forge, don't forget about it. Forge through it. I know it will be hard. I want you to lean into it and just breathe through it because it's going to be uncomfortable. I can guarantee that. But you may end up, I mean, Edward Lowe ended up being like multimillionaire. He died at 95. He sold his company at 90 or something. Like, like he died five years after he sold his company. Like it's he was he held tons of think about it. Talk about lives impacted, cats. Um, I know Will doesn't like cats, but um, cats do like, you know, just petting cats helps lower anxiety. Think about all the cats now that can live inside that couldn't live inside. So all these houses that now can have this other pet that they couldn't have necessarily before. Talk about lives impacted, even just feline lives impacted, I think is neat. So next week, we're not talking about cats. I don't know what the analogy will be yet but we're going to be talking about how we talk to our customers and, um, and, and how we believe, what, what we believe about them and how we connect to those correct customers, how we find them. And that's the big, the big thing, I think, for most of us. All right. I'll see you next week. Thank you guys for coming. And I just really appreciate you. Hit like, hit subscribe, share this with a friend. Bye. Hey, I just wanted to tell you that you can always follow Design Recharge. You can follow me, which is Design Recharge, at, at Design Recharge. And on Twitter and Instagram, um, you can also go to rechargingyou.com and sign up. If you, are, if you don't know, you can always uh, come live. It's, we do it every Wednesday at 2.30, unless I've told you we're not doing it, which is very rare, but sometimes I do take some weeks off, things like jury duty. So you can go to rechargingyou.com slash sign up and then you can get on the list and then you'll get an email that tells you when it is and gives you the link and it's the best way to do it. I have a new affiliate that I will be sharing with you next week because I did it yesterday and I need to get it on my thing. But I wanted to remind you that 
I love Elementor. I was talking to Frederick, my friend Frederick, this weekend, and he has now loves Elementor. He didn't know anything about Elementor before either, and it has changed the way we do uh, web design. So I want you to check it out. There's a free plugin. You can check it out. There's also a free theme that works super well with it called the Hello theme, also free. Then if you're ready to go a little bit deeper, for at the time of this recording, it was $250 a year for the pro version. If you want, this would be great. If you use this link, it's an affiliate link. It doesn't cost you any more, but I could just get a piece of the pie. If you go to bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash um, capital D, capital R, Elementor. And it's in a link down below. Just keep scrolling down. I just wanted to tell you thank you. You make a difference to me. And if you share this or give me a review on iTunes, I would I would love that. Um, I'm really thankful to all the people who did participate in Love on Designers. And you can love on designers at any time. So feel free. You don't have to wait till February. Do it all year round. Use the hashtag Love on Designers because it really does make people's lives better. Because they need to everybody needs to know they're they're worth they're worth it and their um, their hard work is paying off and that people see them. So tell people that they're seen and use the hashtag love on designers and just tell, tell somebody that their works meant a lot to you. And even it's just inspired you. So I will um, see you guys next week. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe and have a great week.